from Los Angeles, California. This is The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. This is a casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. This podcast contains strong language and is intended for mature audiences. It is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy. Breaking up has always been hard to do. So is ghosting, the haunting goodbye, just a new way of doing the same old thing. You know, that conflict avoidant thing formerly known as bailing, ditching, or blowing someone off. Disappearing without a trace, ghosting is proving itself to be the newest trend in breaking off a relationship with no contact and no explanation. Current stats show women ghost more often than men and that the majority of those under the age of 30 are using digital media to break up with people significant or otherwise. Breaking up face-to-face or even over a phone call is becoming as rare as the critically endangered Cross River Gorilla. So what matters more, the message or the messaging system? In this episode, my supervisor Wendy and I are joined by our colleague Candace Dell McKenzie for a conversation about the psychology and impact of going radio silent. In other words, of pulling a full Casper. Love exciting and new. Come aboard. So we are going, going, going. We are on the air. All right. So hello, podcast listeners. Welcome back to The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. This episode, we have our dear friend and colleague, Candace McKenzie, joining us. Hi, Candace. A little shout out. (laughs) Oh, Jenny, I'm going to do that for you, too. Jenny, woo! Yeah, it shouldn't just be for Candace. You all could do that for me if you wanted to. And for Dr. Wendy. Yay! (laughs) Just need a little validation today. I'm feeling a bit sensitive. Crowds are going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... We also want to give Candace a special shout out because she is leaving Los Angeles, which is very, very sad for us, but very lucky for the population of Atlanta. So Hotlanta. We... It's called Hotlanta. Well, you're bringing the hot to Hotlanta. I'm going to tell you that much. So if anyone is interested in seeing Candace, you can track her on her website, and I'm sure that she will post information of where you can find her, how you can find her. So, you know, should anybody uh, outside of Hot Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially the LA crowd who gets to know her and adores her. Well, actually, but people can just, if they, a lot of people want to do um, uh, therapy online, and, uh, you know, web and, uh, web therapy is kind of like the new wave of what everyone's doing because of time constraints, and, you know, if you have kids, if you have a job, this and that, so yes, I will be doing that Great. as well. Yeah. So there you go, uh, and I'm sure we can also find you on Psychology Today, mm-hmm. right? And, Absolutely, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where you can find all of us. So... <laughs> This episode, we are covering a very trendy topic uh, in modern romance, and it's this breakup behavioral phenomena, or it's not really a phenomena, it's more like just a trend of ghosting. Mm -hmm. So, ladies, explain what ghosting is. Um, ghosting is when you you're nowhere to be found. It's basically it's it's it not saying anything. It's a sense of silence. Most people equate ghosting with texting, um, Facebook messaging, 
email where you know you're communicating with your boyfriend girlfriend if you will and then you're like hey you know let's talk later and then you never ever ever hear from them ever again and so it's called ghosting because the person who has been ghosted feels quite haunted like what happened are they alive what did i do wrong it can bring up a lot of you know a lot of uh abandonment issues a lot of um, hurts and big feelings. And you know, I just want to add that ghosting can come in many different forms. So it's mm-hmm. not just the romantic relationship. It can be from a creditor. It can be from you know a past situation. There are many different. It can be from a marriage. Uh, yeah, bad debts, identity. It's, it's uh, a way of avoidance for sure. So. Ghosting is cutting off contact with no explanation, no excuses, mm-hmm. no follow-up, mm-hmm. and it sounds like it can traverse texting, social media, email, phones, any kind of communication. This person just sort of goes into radio silence. Exactly, yeah. It could also be ghosting can be, people use ghosting like the date never showed up, do you know what I'm saying? You're sending a date with somebody and then they just never show up. And then they also never say why they never showed up, right? And then there's a sense of being ghosted, right? Like, what happened? Oh, my gosh, right? And it spins you into, did I do something wrong? Did I say something? Oh, my gosh, is that person okay? Then it, it stirs things up for people, so. Do you guys, have you heard many tales of this in your practice? Are you encountering a lot of this with your clients coming yes. in and talking about this? Would you say it's more prevalent now than before, or...? Is it is this a new thing that's sort of happening, or is it an old form of abandonment or breaking up with somebody? That... Or bailing, right? That was the big word growing up. Like, oh. he bailed on me. Oh. You don't I, know I, that? I, I know, but, but, I, but it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I understand that the term, and it would, it would make, it's kind of the same, it goes along the same lines. Like, or ditched. Yeah, he ditched, ditched me. me. Yeah, okay. no show. Oh. I got turned, you know, I got turned, you know, whatever you would say, like turned down or... Rejected. Yeah, rejected, rejected. So this is huge where in my practice, I have a lot of people on Tinder or J-Swipe or uh, what is it, Bumble or Coffee Meets Bagel. (laughs) I gotta do the Jewish talk, you know, whatever. But all of those, they're, you know, uh, whether you call them hookup sites or people take them seriously and say, no, I can have a relationship. Um, ghosting can kind of start at the gate where two people are, you know, the beginning of a relationship or let's just say a match where you swipe, I like you and they swipe, I like you. And then you're connected and then you start texting and then all of a sudden there's a, an abrupt stop. Mm -hmm. And especially for the men, it's interesting women that I've talked to kind of expect a little bit more. Um, but the men are devastated and confused and overwhelmed, and they're really left in the dark. So just out the gate, they're not sure, wait, we were texting a little bit, and then they left me hanging, and I haven't talked to them in a month. Should I continue? And what would you say? Well, you know, if they're (laughs) not getting back to you, I think they're communicating quite loudly. So I just say, keep moving forward because... You know, you don't want to keep knocking at a door that doesn't open. Right. One of the things that I say a lot with clients who are in a similar situation or another way or trying to break free of a bad situation as well is the phrase silence is deafening. Mm -hmm. That feeling that nothing speaks louder than 
silence. Right. Yeah. It, it pay attention not only what is said, but what is not being said. Right. And so it's interesting, again, because the men really personalize it, and they feel really like quite sensitive about it and want to be stuck on the why. Yeah. It's always the components of why this, what, why that. Yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what did I do? And they will literally go line by line reading the text and and analyze, you know, now I asked her about, you know, her dog. Was that too deep? Should I have not <laughs> done that? You know, the what I call the walk in an eggshells feeling, right? Mm. And so that is symbolic because as therapists we we want to know where that is coming from. What does this trigger? Typically it might be abandonment, rejection in early childhood, you know, I'm an attachment therapist, so I kind of link it back to this is a recapitulation of some kind of dynamic in early childhood of someone else that that left this person. And as a CBT therapist, you know, as a cognitive behavioral therapist, if people don't know what CBT is, you know, I kind of look at it away. I think that's so valuable to look at the attachment to as well, but I also think it's valuable to look at how have you sort of distorted this into, you know, all or nothing because this person has not responded. Rational or irrational Meaning, Meaning, oh my gosh, there's something, you know, innately wrong with me. I'll never, ever, ever going to ever find somebody. The black and white. The black and white. Right. And so then it's kind of going through like, how can we reframe this? You know, what's the reality is, have we all been ghosted at some point in our lives? Or ghosted ourselves, yeah. Or, or done it or, or done it to somebody else. Right. I mean, like, that's part of, you know, and I'm not saying it's acceptable. I'm just saying that it happens. Exactly. Well, yeah. as somebody who is more of an existential therapist, I also <laughs> look at it in terms of the social contract and the changing in how we're relating Mm -hmm. to one another. And I mean, it goes into the attachment and the cognitive as well, but also just Mm -hmm. with younger people, this is becoming something that's socially acceptable or Mm -hmm. normal. And, and that I think speaks to a larger issue in terms of the social contract and right and And i do want to say that you know people who know me always you know refer a lot to eric erickson's kind of stages of development even though that has changed because the life cycle is longer Mm -hmm. um that the different stages have kind of pushed back a bit but Mm -hmm. i do feel like developmentally what stage the ghosting shows up in is also important if we're talking adolescence or teenagehood you know we're talking about identity versus role confusion so like wait a minute you know I thought I knew who I was and now maybe I don't and then somebody just ghosted me and now does that have to do with my identity you know I'm kind of thinking a little bit about about the different developmental stages so like young adulthood would be intimacy versus isolation Mm. so wait a minute I thought we just had an intimate moment things were going well we were dating for six months and they're gone. And so now can I can I be intimate with the next person or you know what maybe I should isolate because what what happened what did I do everybody mm-hmm. just kind of I call it swooping you know and just kind of swoops whatever the other person is giving them and making it theirs personalizing and it, yeah. and sometimes it is sometimes it is what you've done maybe you have had halitosis for six months <laughs> I'm not Get kidding and nobody's told Aww. you or or maybe it's not you at all mm-hmm. and someone often will see the classic she wants me to propose and I'm not ready yet and then they bail or leave or ghost 
like two years into it and then they just run and you know it goes back to I don't have the words to say I care about you this isn't the right time I'm very overwhelmed and see this goes into what I'm talking about in terms of the modern behavioral patterns that are developing that a lot of people are using social media as a way to avoid the confrontation and those awkward uncomfortable conversations and so, and, and I just can't even um, agree with you more than that too as well, because my fear is what I see, um, sort of what happening in the trend now is that we're using social media, yes, as a way of avoidance, but as, as human beings, I think that there's something to be said for um, how we, what avoidance can do, which avoidance, what avoidance can do is actually, it's not helping you learn how to regulate your emotions. It's not helping you learn how to increase your distress tolerance. Um, meaning that if we don't do that, then we are not learning how to sort of do conflict resolution skills. And I see it over and over again with couples, right? There's this just an assumption where you should just know it's in my brain, right? right? Instant see? gratification. Like you should just, we should be, well, well, wait a minute. We took your, we took your, um, session and we took your, um, your suggestions, but why aren't we perfectly, uh, why isn't it working now, right? We, you know, like, they don't, you know what I'm saying? They, like, yeah. they think there's a certain sense of timing. So I see this with a lot of clients is that it's this sense of anxiety of like, why isn't everything perfect? Why can't it be fixed now? You know, why or can, you, yeah. you told me, you know, or you encouraged me or you supported this. And now the, you know, the blame shows up Yeah. because I think they get, you know, devastated. I don't know if you all read the Huffington Post article that came out a while back and and not only did they call it ghosting, but they call it a slow fade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of interesting because what it brought up for me is it really challenges somebody's reality. Mm-hmm. Like if two mm-hmm. people are in this relationship or no matter what stage, early dating, early texting, or I don't know if you all have had the experience, but like I've had people with 10 years together and then the slow fade happens. And it really challenges your thoughts, like your reality and and your grounding in work. Wait a minute. It's I called we gaslighting, were... right? Isn't right. that a new term? Gaslighting. Yeah. gaslighting somebody. Yeah. I mean, wait, we were on this path together. Yeah. And then the abrupt, the slow fade or the abrupt, I don't know who you are. Mm. And it's devastating, but it can also really trigger some serious trauma mm-hmm. from the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be traumatic in itself, but then also it's loaded because of yeah. possibly early childhood stuff. And I also, because I've also talked to the other end of, you know, somebody who who wants to do the ghosting. Who you wants know, to ghost somebody. Yeah, and I, do, and I, I really kind of, you know, the Huffington Post, and there was a couple of other articles that came out there from the other side, people kind of understanding. Yeah. I don't want to hurt, you know, and, I, and actually as a human being to another human being, I kind of get that too. You don't want to hurt the person's feelings. You don't know how to kind of go oh, go about it and say anything. Well, this but, might be a good... I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, I don't mean ahead. to cut you off, but I, I do want you to talk more about that. But first, I thought I would pop in with some statistics because oh. we're talking about... Go, Jenny. Go, Jenny. My stats. My research. Woo. So, um... A YouGov Huffington Post poll of around 1,000 adults, of of those, about 11% said that they had ghosted somebody. Mm -hmm. Elle Magazine did one with a smaller amount of people uh, and found that about 16.5% of men and actually 
24, over 24% of women had ghosted. So more women ghosting, even yeah. though a lot of articles appear to be women upset about men. So maybe men aren't reporting it as much yeah. or don't have as mm-hmm. strong of a reaction but initially. But that's my experience is definitely more women. And it's just so, so interesting that, and it's early, right when they get the matches or right, like very early. And then the men just get devastated and hard, very hard. Uh, Another survey of nearly 3,000 people, 18 to 30 years old, 56% said that they had broken up via digital media. That's Mm -hmm. just breaking up using digital media, which Mm -hmm. is... Even more, I guess breaking up with someone is is clearer than ghosting. But still, I think that this shows something, a trend. And mm. the most popular form of breaking up over digital media was texting with 25%, social media, 20%, email, 11%. Only 18% of those polled said that they had broken up with someone face-to-face. And mm. only 15% with a call. Oh, God. I mean, talk about intimacy yeah. and trust. Like, where yeah. is eye contact anymore? I mean, and just... one of the benefits of actually, I mean, it's really difficult, but I think there's a benefit to go, you know what? I'm going to do this. You know, this is going to be incredibly uncomfortable, but I'm going to look this person in the eye and really state my needs or just really state in a very adult way. Like, hey, I really, you're a wonderful person, but it's just not working out for me. And there's, you know, and there's ways to do it too. You don't have to tell a person specifically everything. Right. But I do believe that there is an advantage to pushing yourself a little bit, do you know what I'm saying, to feeling uncomfortable, like an exposure, if you will. Like in doing it, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to do this. Because right. it's kind of that golden rule too, right? You would want somebody to do that for you. Why would you not do that to somebody else? And that's the statistic. 73% of those same people who said that they had broken up with people over digital media, 73% of them said they would be upset if someone Hello. broke up with them that way. Obviously, then we go back. Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm going to throw my attachment stuff <laughs> in, in, which is the ambivalent or anxious Absolutely. or insecure. I mean, who wants to hear that shit? Like, you know, so so on one level you can understand, or who wants to say it? You know, it, it, it's it's hard no matter how you do it, but I do think like what you said, Candice, like it's that muscle, that mental muscle that yeah. we have to grow. Because in life, we're going to hear bad things. And in right. life, we're going to say bad things. And so running away, you know, we used to, all of us, used to work with a population where a lot of probation kids or, you know, the mm-hmm. kids in inner city or gang kids or whatever. But you could say that across all socioeconomic and multicultural levels anyway. But we dealt with a lot of kids who AWOLed from school and AWOLed from um, home and, you know, so we understand that running feeling. So I would teach them, hey, if you get that running feeling, use your words and just say, I'm getting that running feeling. That way you give someone the respect of going, okay, well, let's come up with a solution. Go run. Right. <laughs> you know, thank you for telling me so you're safe or that I know where you are. Thank yeah. you for checking into school or, yeah. you know, or go yeah. run, do what you yeah. need to do. Um, come up with the coping skills. So it really is a win-win for everyone if you learn to use your words, but then also giving that person this, what we call corrective emotional experience. <laughs> Ooh, fancy. <laughs> you know, to really have um, this growth opportunity Mm -hmm. and it's possible um you know uh, yeah 
I wanted to just piggyback on what you said, and I love how you said, like, give a person a heads up. Giving a person a heads up is not ghosting. Telling a person, I'm feeling overwhelmed, and I need a couple of days, or maybe I need a week to think about things, that is not ghosting. Also, what is not ghosting is setting appropriate boundaries. Let's be very clear that sometimes people do things that deserve a, a no response. Right. There's a difference. It's a sense of respect, you know. So I do want to be clear because I have some clients who are very confused about this. And I'm like, well, well, there's a difference between setting a boundary saying you've crossed that line. What you've done is so hard, right? It's 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 just so disrespectful that I, I just do not want to continue to have any type of relationship with you or you don't deserve a response. Right. But you I also, don't deserve an explanation. Yeah. yeah. But again, I think it's really important for me to let everybody know that sometimes people need breaks, right? Sometimes you don't know how to go about things and that's okay. But at least just tell the person... I'm feeling overwhelmed. I just need a couple. Can I just have a week or a couple of days to have some space? And, you know, chances are that it must be in, you know, in our mind. Often the the fantasy is, oh, my God, somebody's going to rage or they're going to freak out or they're going to get mm-hmm. aggressive or so projection. You know, hostile. Yeah. And, and mind reading anticipation. Yeah. A lot of times it's OK. You know, or maybe that's the bigger fear. You're going to let me go. Right. There are times in which people might feel very strongly about being ghosted that they want an explanation. But on another level, having an explanation might not be much better. It might not be what you really want to hear. You really might not want to take it. I'm not, And as a therapist, I'm not saying that means that you should avoid ever hearing negative things. But the flip side of it is, you know... Be careful what you ask for or what yes. you wish for. Yeah, and so and 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 I love that you're bringing that up too, in the sense of like, when you are in a relationship, I don't think you have to sometimes say exactly why you're breaking up with a person. I think it's just more of giving them a heads up that I care about you, but I can't continue to right to be in this sort of whatever, however the relationship was defined. You know, I can't continue to date you, this and that. And sometimes if they want to have specific information, you have a right to go. Sometimes just things just don't work out. You you know, I think. Yeah. Does that make sense? And I feel it like it makes yeah. total sense. And one of the things I was I was thinking as you're saying that is uh, connected to that is is ghosting always across the board kind of offensive or are there uh, barring any kind of boundary issues or is there sort of a a standard like if you've been seriously dating someone then ghosting is particularly shitty mm-hmm. as opposed to if it was just a one night stand right? or if it were just somebody that you were exchanging mm-hmm. texts with and hadn't even had a date with and they go radio. Yeah. I mean, there's different degrees. How yeah. involved are you with this person and, and mm-hmm. how much of an explanation mm-hmm. do you owe the person if you're going to ghost or how much do they owe you if you're being ghosted? Right. Yeah. And you know, you know what's happening is I'm going in my Rolodex of, you know, couples that I've worked with or people that I've worked with on this subject. And I know that there is a lot of different types of ghosting. Mm-hmm. There's abusive, mean ghosting where there's a lot of threats and, you know, where they threaten and then they will bail. They'll leave. And leaving the person fearful, feeling it's kind of like terrorized uh, and so very abused. And then there's the, I'm going to leave it up to you and your thoughts to guess why I bailed or left. 
there can be the ghosting that, you know, I've tried to tell you many different ways and you're just not listening. Right. So, so I'm out last, of here. It's the last ditch effort. I've got to go. <laughs> right. Like, just, you don't seem to be taking the hint any other way. Yeah. Out of I'm sight. Out of here. Like, yeah. listen to me. Yeah. And the only way you can hear me is, you know, yeah. my silence. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm, you know, what kind of where I stand is the balance of it. I mean, I have my personal values and I don't particularly like to be ghosted. I think it's... Well, I apparently it's a, you are with the majority. <laughs> I, doesn't I, sound like anybody does. You know, I can certainly say maybe, you know, when I was younger, you know, it was... But as I get older and because of what I do for a living and I see how it hurts other people and I, I do think that it's important to be respectful and just to be honest and let a person know, like, you know, it's working, it's not working, whatever... But I was going to say what you were saying before, you know, I, I don't believe ghosting's all this way or all that way. I'm looking, you know, I think it's like degrees, as you're saying. And I think it's really about a balance, right? It's a, it's finding the balance with ghosting, too, right? It's kind of like, do you, well, you get what I'm saying on that? I, I'm, not, I'm not quite. Because I don't, I, I think you had said something before, and then I was heard, is ghosting all about it's all silence? Is ghosting this way? Is it that way? Do you get what I'm right. saying? So it can look I, many different ways. Yes, yeah, so it can look, I guess what I'm saying, is it can look many different ways. It can be a little, you know, not this way, it can be a little that way. Right. And it's, and and based on early childhood attachments, yeah. I'm sorry how I feel about it. Also, is say ouch, acknowledge it, and let it go, and move forward. Uh, like you know, solution yeah. focused. Yeah. I mean, I can sit and talk with you for 20 years about how sad you are that someone bailed on you, but then you're going to be in my office, 60 years old with three cats, shoulda, woulda, coulda, yeah. found the love of my life, but because yeah. I'm so mad at this person who yeah. bailed on me, how dare they? I don't want them getting stuck in the problem, you know? Right. It, let's look at where it came from and why it is possibly bigger, you know, why Why you decompensated. I mean, if I have to hospitalize someone because someone didn't get back to you via text, we have a problem. Yeah, we've got a bigger question. Well, and I also think, too, like, you know, even though it's awful, ouch, it may, it's a blessing from the universe. Right, right, right exactly. I mean, right. If somebody look, doesn't want to be with you, yeah. you know, the sooner well, they get out, it the sooner you get over. It's, it's yes. a blessing, and I, and I have many clients, you know, who, you know, and again, that's what I'm saying, that's what's yeah. happening in our society now is that, Thank you, know, you. I, thank I have, you for showing I, me. I, I have clients that are just like, you know, because of the instant gratification. That's why I feel like anxiety has gone way up, right? Depression's gone. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a swipe it's, a, in, a, in it, a minute. Yeah, just it's quick, just like people are, have had, are having such a problem now kind of containing their own emotions and feelings of being, right, abandoned or hurt or, or vice versa. I don't want to hurt somebody else, Or they right? need the likes, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have, yeah, I have Your to, self-esteem yeah. is based on how many likes yeah. or how many times somebody gets yeah. back to you or doesn't ghost yeah. you. I mean, it's like competition in well, cyberspace. Well, I mean, there's also the anticipation that or, or looking for confirming evidence that this is saying something about you. Before yes. and like you're talking about the impatience, wanting instant gratification. If you want instant gratification, then you're going to start getting very anxious if that person doesn't respond to you. Yes. In whatever it is that yeah. you think is a timely manner. Yeah. Because it might be different for them. They might think one day is acceptable. You might think one hour is unacceptable, exactly. and then you're thinking you're being yeah. ghosted, and then find and let out me just later. validate for everybody. I certainly am in that pot too. I've had situations where I'm like, why does this person? Oh my gosh, right? Or been ghosted myself oh, sure. or and had own sort of sense of self-esteem issues like what's wrong with me and personalizing it. So just because I do this for a living, we all we all have been there and done that before. We're human beings who so you get hurt. Well, this is so, just yeah. another 
another form of the brush off or blow off that has been happening in dating yeah. probably since the beginning of time. Yeah. And also, you know, passive aggressive. I mean, let's just look at that. You know, I guess, have you all read that article the, about, uh, I think, Charlize Theron and Sean Penn. And, yeah, but that's where the ghosting, that's kind of came from, yeah, right? Should they exactly. get back to him or something mm-hmm. and kind of like verbally yeah. say, I'd like to break up. Yeah. And so it well, really yeah. triggered a lot, but it could also mean I'm angry at you for something and, yeah. you know, and I don't have the words to say it. Yeah. And so this is just how I'm coping with it. And, and I also think you said something before too. It's kind of like, you know, instead of so much of like exactly, you know, um, what are the actions saying, right? The, the silence of the action is like, ah, this person is showing you, right? Right. It, that, that's, that's the sign. It's, it's you know, that's, what's, that's what the person is trying to convey to you through silence that that it's not working they don't want to be with you da, da, da. on the so, other yeah. hand if you're constantly being ghosted that might be oh, very yeah. important information yes. as well yeah. uh, so we're not saying it's all one way or the other it's not all the ghoster or the ghosty right <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to yeah. the ghosts yeah um but i think that if if it is happening to you a lot then that's what you should focus on and also how are you manifesting that in your life how are you manifesting right in the sense for you like I can't walk away from something that's bad because I want to fix you know sometimes I want to fix it I want to I want to I want to you know I hate to say it but sometimes it's kind of like I want to win right there is, oh, a, there yeah. is a sort of thing oh, of sure. like the, like I said, I, the competition it's thing. a competition yeah. it's kind of like this thing of like there's something about a prize about getting this person oh right? no nobody's ever ghosted me before yeah exactly know? yeah or mm-hmm. maybe you yeah. have a pattern of it where you keep picking the same person over and over again mm-hmm. uh, the same style or type of person and yeah. so you know if somebody has ghosted you three or four times you may want to call us at 310-712-1230 to explore that there you go really just relax exactly and come see us wendy is not a ghoster she was a shameless plug-in and then can we just say not only personal but what about professional Uh, how often has that happened right where we have had numerous clients and then Mm -hmm. uh when it comes down to maybe the end it will can be in any time but a lot of times it's at the end part of therapy where people are really doing well they feel stable Mm -hmm. and we are ready for what we call the termination although i hate that name um session or goodbye session or we can call it a celebration session but it's kind of like the you know last session until open door policy we're here should you ever need us but it's typically like the last session because you know you've graduated or done so well or however you want to put it um and they won't come they won't call and you don't get that you don't get that moment um because goodbyes are just too hard and so often you know, when you've worked with somebody for so long and they don't come for that last session, there's a lot of feelings there. And for both both sides, you know, for the therapist who we're waiting for them to just celebrate them, you know, and for the person who just can't show up because they can't say goodbye. Yeah. Or they're angry or mad because, you know, together, even if you both have decided this is going to be a nice ending session, <coughs> um, you know, are you getting choked up? <laughs> <laughs> or goodbyes choking you up, Candace. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Moving on. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about the circumstances in which ghosting might be a good thing to do. And again, a different, you know, and understanding again that sometimes 
you've said everything, you've kind of let that person know they're not getting it. That doesn't mean ghosting, right? When you're not responding to the person, right? When right. You're setting, there's a difference between ghosting and boundaries. I just keep plugging it in because it, it's a it's become a very massive, confused, confusing term to I, some of the clients I'm working with and people are kind of asking me and they're like, hmm, confused about that. So, wait, yeah. can you say more about that? What are you talking yeah. about? So there boundaries is a difference. Yeah, okay, so the difference between boundaries is is I have clearly let this other person know, right? This is what is not working for me. This is what I need. And yeah. the other person just can't, they're just, they're not getting it, right? And There's maybe, no other way. It's sort of a last-ditch effort to exactly. cut ties. Exactly. And so there is there is sometimes when you've said everything you need to say, you've been very clear with the other person, right? And it's just not going to work. And so sometimes you just can't respond because you're like, this person's not going to get it. They're never going to get it. And, you know. Never going to get it. Never going to get <laughs> it. Never going to get it. I, I'm not saying again. I mean, I, 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 each person does things differently, but I'm saying that a lot of people are con- you know, or confused, or if maybe the person when I'm talking about boundaries, maybe they've done something. Maybe they crossed that line, right? They didn't show up for a date, or I don't know, or like they were che- continually rude or cheated, cheated or on you, or did something really awful. You have every right to not respond. Oh and- no! If somebody cheats on you, you're going to respond. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think we have a lot to say about that. <laughs> We're not going to be ghosting. I think ghosting would not would be a wonderful opportunity You're, to speak up and share and express your what I call beautifully emotional feelings. I think there's something quite empowering to really stand up and advocate for yourself and say this is not okay, right? Not okay what you did and peace out, bye, Felicia. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, are there any typical types or? Is there anything that a person might be able to avoid doing that would get them ghosted? I mean, who gets ghosted? I mean, from the numbers, it sounds like everybody does. Yeah. But I'm wondering if there's any way to be on the lookout or aware of people who might ghost you. This could be useful. I, you know, Maya Angelou said, you know, people tell you who they are. So I think, you know, look, you know, I hate to say like, look for the red flags, but kind of, you know, if you're kind of be, oh, be aware, right? Obviously people will tell you, you know, they'll sort of say like they're, they're, um, they have relationship ADHD, they're hot. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying like, sometimes people will tell you who they are in the sense of like, um, maybe how they're responding to you via text. Maybe they take forever to get back to you. They're sort of flaky. They're not really consistent. I'm having, I'm, I'm just, you probably have a high propensity that they're probably going to ghost you. Do you know what I'm saying? They're not very clear in their communication. Sure. That's probably a warning flag. As far as you doing something, I, that's an interesting question. I, I think that, um, um, I think it would be interesting to see if it keeps happening to you. Like, why are you choosing the same type of person? What is that? I'm assuming yeah. mostly narcissists would probably do that. <laughs> yeah. I, you think? <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry, narcissists you feel would be ghosting? Uh, yeah. I think so. Oh, but, I think uh, so too. I, I have a high feel, I have a pretty good strong feeling about that. Although it sounds like a lot of people do, but I think people who habitually ghost somebody who might. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. And yeah. I have a different thought about that, which mm-hmm. is the narcissist must be mirrored. So I feel like, yes, they could abandon, but also they want to they want to share their everything of how the other person wounded them. And, but they're and, always looking for something better too. They're always uh, not always, but many times narcissists have plenty of other things going on to distract them. 
or they're not worried about the other person's feelings per se. So we're talking about empathy. Yeah. Right. But I still feel like maybe they're not going to want to bail for fear of the underpinnings, which is abandonment, rejection. Mm -hmm. They're going to do the very thing Ah. they don't want to have happen to them. Got it. Because they need that stroke. However, I also think that instead of risking the fact of saying, like, hey, Wendy, it's just not working out for me. I really have enjoyed our time together. They'd rather run. They'd rather run, not because of that, saying that, but because you might say, oh, really? Well, here's what's up with you, and and that would be, they don't want to hear that. Yeah. No, but they still want to stay engaged because it's still mirroring and reflecting, like staying in that uh, toxic dynamic. Mm-hmm. of, you know, how, okay, so many of us in this room, I think, have couples in, you know, we talk about all the time, the narcissistic borderline uh, kind of connection of the romantic relationship. And so they never really go away because they're so connected, obsessed with that toxic dynamic so they would never, what not, I shouldn't say all or nothing, but I mean, often they don't abandon each other because they are addicted to the adrenaline rush. So they do mini abandonments. So maybe it's mini ghosting. Right. Okay, so we've got some different opinions here, and that's awesome. Um, and I don't know that it is one way or the other, and time I'm will right. tell. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Go home. We're all done. <laughs> We're done for today. And cut. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Good. So psychologically, I know you've touched upon this, both of you. Um, what might be the immediate and long-term effects and consequences? What does it feel like to be ghosted? I, I hear it over and over again. Haunted is the word I hear when somebody's been ghosted. Like confused. Confused. In oh, denial. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the grief and loss stages, if is. you think about it. The it denial, is. the anger, the bargaining. Wait a minute. Yeah. If I just got back to them a little quicker, or if we yeah. just had that talk at the last mm-hmm. dinner. Or if I hadn't have said that one thing. People yes. could get depressed, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I don't know if there's ever acceptance, because sometimes yeah. people will say, you know, it will forever be a question mark in my mind. Yeah. What's also popping into my head is that empathy... And the lack of empathy on the person who's ghosting, it might also be a lack of empty, uh, empathy on the end of the person who's being ghosted. Being, having a difficult time putting yourself in that other person's shoes and saying, well, maybe it's about them, right? And uh, you're both looking at me like I'm <laughs> yeah. crazy. I think what you're saying is you're actually, is it, is it the person who's been ghosted, the person who has not heard back from the person, Having empathy for the other person is what you're saying? That empathy is difficult on both ends of it. Yes. You know, just yeah. that that we're all, you know, whether it's you're the ghoster and so you're lacking empathy of what you might be doing to that other person or mm. or how you might be affecting that other person by yeah. completely cutting off all yeah. contact with yeah. no ex- explanation. Yeah. You're not putting yourself in that person's shoes. And then if that's happened to you and you just go to the place where all you do is think that it's something that you did right. or didn't do 
or could do to remedy the situation, yes. then, and, and maybe this is just the wrong way of looking at it, maybe the lack of... Yeah, so all those things are really important, but there's also a very myopic way of looking at it, like, I, it must be me, as right. opposed to saying... Maybe it's that motherfucker. Yeah. Maybe it's that yeah. person. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe she's huge. the problem. That's a huge part of my work with CBT is that well, wh- let's talk about reality. Why? Let's do the facts. Why is it all about you? Can it possibly? Do you know for sure that it's all about you? How do you know that? Did you, you know, are you in their mind? Do you're seeing them twenty four seven? You know, do you know everything about their lives and everything about them? Do you know I've you know? had clients who have gone to psychics. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I oh it too. really let me tell you that's how they you know it's all about that the go let me take ghosting I think we should do like a research project but seriously <laughs> yeah I really think that psychic um, their careers have really gone booming because of that because people want to know like what happened or did I do something but Was isn't that speaking yeah. to a larger social issue too of people yeah. having difficulty and I think the technology plays a big part in this especially younger people reading one another and understanding a situation in its entirety and sort of objectively being able to step outside of it yeah. and, and consider things in in a less personal way is right. not something that people are doing naturally right now mm-hmm. aren't something that isn't something that is being fostered by society and technology i maybe i'm wrong no no you're right because i think that it kind of ties into like and just bear with me on this it's like the facebook thing right like it's a face value right like everyone's but but it's the sense of comparison like well why can't i you know find a a boyfriend girlfriend i mean why you know there's something about that like look on facebook all my friends have the you know they have relationships that they look so happy, right? It's the it like ch- it's judging the book by its cover. I'm like, no, 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 no. Nobody puts a really bad picture of themselves on Facebook, right? right. I mean, and, you know, it's it's an image thing. It's smoke been, and mirrors. It's smoke and mirrors. So don't fall into the trap that it's all you and that you're the only person that's never been and, and uh, you know in a very compassionate way that's never happened to. It doesn't have to be all about you. You know, this is where I come into the gratitude, the mindfulness. Well, let's just look at maybe this is a universal blessing. Totally. That you did yep. not hear back from this person yes. because they are showing you how they're going. I think there's something beautiful about ghosting. Yeah. It is a clear picture of how the relationship is going to go. If that person cannot, you know, if there's not consistency and you can't, you know, they cannot do conflict resolution skills, you know, they can't compromise and they can't have a discussion then why would you want to be with somebody and that's what i'm talking about (laughs) is where in society are kids learning younger people learning any of us learning that conflict resolution and how to interact face to face because it's so much easier and it's acceptable to do breakups via text which you just showed on your i have big feelings about that it's not okay I, I don't think and, oh, and it depends on the circumstances but still in general I think if it's if it's a relationship the person was nice to you and you're nice to them and there's a sense of respect it's a different a, generation though Candace, I, yeah you know? I was gonna it's, say this is it's, it's whether it is appropriate or uh, that it's a good idea or giving mm-hmm. respect I mean I I'm, I understand what you're saying yeah but this whole generation from millennials to generation Y X you know <laughs> Know, uh, whatever, whatever they're calling you know themselves. it's it's different they all communicate I mean it, it, in such a different way nobody hardly anybody talks on the phone so when I get old school 
teens mm-hmm. or young adults or adults or even you know let's not forget the older generation um, they're in that uh, generativity versus stagnation role right mm-hmm. so that stage in life mm-hmm. you know and, and and what are our kids seeing being role modeled by the parents I mean parents are are ghosting each other at times and they've been married 50 years right and then the kids you know, are ghosting parents Mm -hmm. because they want to bail on their parents for a while. I mean, it goes full circle. But I I still have to have different strong feelings about it. I get get everyone does it. I mean, I have to teach people how to just look into my eyes and say hello. Greetings is the number one thing I teach on a daily basis. Hello, how are you? Or salutations, goodbye, give me your hand. Shalom. Shalom. (laughs) Shalom. But but I guess what I have the strong feelings about is how the texting get massively confusing. That's the problem I have. Yeah, and then we lose that flavor of what is the... The problem you have is is absolutely... Nobody is... I'm totally with you, but... that's why I am Yeah, like, but be real. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, I'm being real that, that it happens, but that then that's when everyone comes into session. I don't understand and this and that, and I feel, you know, even I have, you know, young teenagers who feel like it's kind of like the Carrie Bradshaw on the stick it note. It's like, really? Oh, right, the right, note? right. That's in Sex in the City, there's an episode where Carrie gets broken up with by Post-it. And it's not, and it, he just says it's not going to work. Right, right. <laughs> hey, but even that's, that's hold on, even, that's communication, though. Hey, yeah, that is. Homeboy yeah. said it. I mean, that's, I'm with you in yeah. terms of um, inappropriateness. Yeah. However, it's still it at least communicating. Put words to it. And that's the thing with ghosting. That to me, as a therapist, if it happens to me as a therapist. It can be frightening, and I think um, dating it can it depending on the person. But suddenly, it's there's this question of Are you okay? Yeah. Like I'm not sitting here saying like I'm going to be mad at you because you're right. suddenly gone. Right. If you need to go, if you're having financial yeah. trouble, if yeah. you're emotionally yeah. everybody just wants something. feedback on themselves, right? Yeah. Which is kind of narcissistic in itself, you know. But I'm not looking for yeah. that. I just want to know that you're okay. Like yeah. like. Especially in mental health. (laughs) Tell me that you're all right, and then that's cool. Tell me you need to take some time. That's cool. And then if I never hear from you again, too, that's okay as well. But at least I know that you're all right. And I'm expecting you to come or call or respond, and I hear nothing, and you're somebody who suffers from depression. I was just going to say, Jenny, right? So you and I talk a lot about that and how many... You know, I was going to say teens, young adults, but adults too, where they are struggling with major depression and you've both come a long way in that relationship or attachment or, you know, coping strategies or skills, however you want to see it. And then you still know that they're struggling with major depression and then out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, it goes back to, again, Candace's kind of the faith and handing it over to God or the universe, to Buddha, Namio Horenge Kyo, whatever, it, whatever you believe in, you know, yeah. um, just to hand it over and say, if in my heart I did the best that I could, every intervention, every safety plan, and you hope and pray or whatever brings you strength, we we at some point have to understand we did the best that we could and that doesn't mean that they're going to off themselves tomorrow they might be thriving and get married and have three babies and live in Colorado you know because marijuana is I don't know why just Colorado is in my head right now because why the fuck not yeah (laughs) 
Because <laughs> Colorado looks as good of a place as any to end up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they might be thriving too. But they still, for whatever reason, we, we will have that big question mark. And people need to learn how to tolerate living with the uncomfortable unknown. Mm-hmm. We just might not have answers. Yeah. Right. And, and you and you still have to move forward with your right. life and get up and, you know, mm-hmm. whoever shows up in your path shows up. Yeah. And, you know, if for whatever reason they can't uh, show up, you know, you... you you have to have some kind of closure with yourself. That's the coping skill, I think, which yeah. is what can you do to take care of yourself right. to say, wait a minute, uh, it could be because my hips fluctuate that they're not calling me back, or it could be because, <laughs> you know, I had a moody PMS mm-hmm. moment, or it could mm-hmm. be I'm fabulous, mm-hmm. and you snooze, you lose, suck up, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you move forward and say, you know what, I'm going to just well, I also people who get me. I you also said something too. It's the danger of putting all of your validation, your worth, into hearing back from a person. And so sometimes, you know, that that is a huge part of my work. It's, it's, um, you know, it's. I am worthy if this person, you know, responds to me, calls me back, right? You know, um, sets, you know, um wants to be my boyfriend, my girlfriend, there's a huge danger in that. So, right. yeah. Basing one's own self-worth on external validation exactly. is just yeah. a losing game to yeah. begin with. Yeah. And I think coping skills and strategies, what can you do so you don't feel so powerless? This could be useful. Right? Mm-hmm. So the coping strategies and skills is write that person a letter. All right. This might be a great time for a dream journal exercise. Yes. Dr. Wendy's Dream Journal. Ooh. So, Dr. Wendy? Yeah, I mean, take out your dream journal with your beautiful pen. Wait a second, I want to put some Pandora music on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Light your candles and, you know, really have that moment. (laughs) Yeah. Soon we'll be making another (laughs) Yeah, you know, really taking that out. And just getting it out of your head, number one, you know, and that could be jotting, listing, bullet points. It can be go write, you know, uh, your essay if you must. I mean, however you do it, just get it out of your head and then get to a solution. You know, what would you say to that person? How did that make you feel? And what would you want to tell that person since they can't, uh, you know, be there at that moment? You could talk about the future. You know, you could, you could say you didn't, you know, in that beautiful, I love that uh, pretty in pink moment where she says, they didn't break me. I just want them to know they didn't break me. Right. And, uh, you know, and it's all about, you can go exercise. You can go and focus more on, um, you know, connecting with nature. I mean, is celebrating, uh, you know, for a lot of our singles, get back out there, date, you know, it's a numbers game. And, and, and when it, you know, when it sticks and it's consistent and it's healthy and it's loving, you will know, you will know because it's going to look different than any of those other people who, for whatever reason, was not able to show up. Um, Yeah. For those people who aren't able to cherish you again, sort of echoing what you've both said at different times, it's, it's almost a way to get yourself to a place of gratitude and saying thank you. Even though it was painful at the time and I thought we should have stuck in there, now in retrospect I look back and I think, thank you. You saved me more time. You could write a thank you note. Yeah. <laughs> you can join, you know, do, do, I mean, do a blog. Sure. You can go egg his home. You can go TPS house. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. 
No. <laughs> you can call his mother. Okay. <laughs> but you could definitely make a list of what the, the horrible yeah. things you could do but would never do. Like live your fantasy on the page totally. to pre- you know to prevent yourself from mm-hmm. feeding that impulse to do something outside. Oh, yes. Uh, I know of someone who was so frustrated and angry that wrote a letter to someone and then, you know, threw it into the fireplace or mm. sent it into the ocean, ripped it up or put it in a bottle. And there's or in a balloon those and beautiful kites, you know, the yeah. light kites. Mm. I mean, it's all about self-care and making sure that you... Take care of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And find somebody worthy of your love. Well, I also think it kind of also brings into the sense of the question of forgiveness, too, and what that means. Because forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Forgiveness means letting go. So that you, it's a gift for yourself. It's not a gift for the other person. It's a gift for you to let go. And so I think all these little exercises are a sense of like, right? Like, I got to take care of me and, you know... I gotta let you go and you know well, that's all you can yeah take care of especially if that person is gone if, they, yeah. if they've gone full Casper then you've got no choice Ooh, other than to just nice. attend to yourself and your own material world presence full right? Casper right on that is like my new I love that saying right on Jenny but also not hanging on to the anger you know whatever mm. it evokes yeah. for you sure I mean because yeah. it can be just so symbolic for some other things which again I go back to what happened in your life what does this remind you of what are these triggers of mm-hmm. you know it could be your father you know ghosting your mother and so you saw that once or over and over again mm-hmm. whatever it is if it's totally loaded and two years later you cannot get off it um, that's important to be aware of and then you're going to work with the anger because honestly to be angry at another person in life is to hold on to anger in your heart and so Marianne Williamson has this beautiful mantra that I use on a daily basis and I teach everybody you know I love you and I release you Mm -hmm. because you want peace for the other person because ultimately you want peace in your heart how spiritual welcome to spiritual hour (laughs) because again what you're manifesting is what you're going to bring in your life so if you're manifesting anger and resentment and hurt and and we're also saying like there is a time you know there's no time you know it takes a process for people to kind of get through work through anger that's why you come to therapy sometimes on how long you've been in the relationship with someone how serious it was i mean if you were engaged to somebody and then suddenly they don't show up when they were supposed to and you never hear from them again and then you check facebook and they've changed their status or they have a nice little honey next to them right or they didn't show up for the wedding right any of those things then obviously it's going to take a lot longer to get over it it's and process it and and the degree of of hurt and betrayal but if it's just somebody that you had a one night stand (laughs) with and they didn't answer the follow-up text or didn't send one then that's something different too how long are you going to hold on to that well they all there's a also cool saying too in the sense of like what um what um anger and vengeance does is it's like you wishing um somebody ill will but you're drinking the poison yourself right i also am now thinking of some other coping skills like one person um i'm thinking of the way they healed 
is they went to church and they lit a candle for the dead, you know, for grief and loss and kind of praying it out. And so that was a beautiful thing. I've had one person do paintball, um, that thing, and like, you know, got a whole bunch of friends and said like, we're gonna, you know. Um, I've had another person have a dinner party and, and invited other people to share their ghosting stories. You know, empower yourself, have fun with it, and, and, and then move forward. Right. Don't hold on to it, I think, is the biggest, the biggest theme that we are trying to promote here is that the longer you hold on to it, the longer it's going to keep you from moving on and, and growing. And can I just also say that I remember, and this is in life, in personal relationships, romantic relationships, or in the therapeutic relationship, I would sometimes keep in mind maybe this person has a history of running that running feeling and so I would do the goodbye before they had a chance to abandon me sure (laughs) because I would say because of my own hyper vigilance of whatever Mm -hmm. I grew up with as a personal in Mm -hmm. my life um, and what it triggers for me so keeping in the back of my mind you know, should I never have this opportunity again, you know, I want to celebrate you. I want you to know how meaningful you were to me and, you know, that I've appreciated, you know, our time together. And, you know, I hope you show up, but, you know, if you get that running feeling or whatever, to kind of factor it in. The thing is, we're always kind of celebrating people, but we're always kind of, you know, wishing love and and having many goodbyes all the time. So, um (laughs) Yeah, again, she gets choked up <laughs> as she's moving soon. I don't think that it's a bad thing to uh, reach out. If somebody is gone, has gone radio silent, I think it's all right to wait a little bit, like a week or so, and then send a text and say, are you okay? If you still don't hear, then drop it, right? Um But I think you have to, and this goes back to something you were saying earlier, Wendy, about honoring what you've actually done and and sort of say, okay, well, I've done everything that feels right and clear to me and honors my value system. And my value system is I care about whether this person is live or dead, so I'm going to make the effort to kind of put it out there. If they don't respond, but I still see that they're on Facebook or whatever, which is also the other thing is, come on, when you ghost, you know people can find you some way too, right? And that's the passive-aggressive, that they know that, and they don't even care. Right, or they're going to see you again on Tinder, but... If that happens, if if you if your person who's just ghosted you, you see them then on Tinder instead of going time. after them, just sort of accept that as information. Collect that as confirming that as confirming evidence that perhaps this isn't the right person for you. This person is still looking for something that's not you, and so they're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> That's my totally <laughs> clinical therapeutic clinical oh that they're a moron. No, but we everybody has trauma, something, right? It's like often. they're just not mm-hmm. the right person, right? And you don't know what's really going on with them. You don't know whether they're married. You don't know whether they are getting back with their ex, mm-hmm. or, or if they're gay or lesbian or trans. You know, you never know. You know, you don't know the backstory, yeah. right? And then what happens for some of our people, whether they have 
OCD or, you know, uh, anxiety or some kind of obsession is that then the stalking, the cyber stalking starts. Right. And if you cannot tolerate the abandonment or the rejection, then over and over again, how often do we hear, but I, you know, I'm tracking them, their every move on cyberspace. And if you're just totally swept away, uh, where you're just not living your life, you can't create those boundaries, you know, or even cyber boundaries, um, you know, please go get help there. Seriously, I do mean this, you know, there's, there's wonderful therapeutic interventions, there's medication to treat because it could be an underlining, you know, a bigger issue that is being triggered. So it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then what if the person suddenly who ghosted had disappeared for a long time and then shows up again? Red flag. Say, how you doing? <laughs> What's going on? That's a good one. That's a good one. It depends. I mean, it just depends on... Uh, how many people take yeah. them back? Do you know yeah, that story? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many people are like, yeah. oh, that's okay. Let's just go to dinner and we'll yeah. just talk about it. Yeah. And then... You know, mm-hmm. that comes from somewhere if you say, mm-hmm. you know, and there's no absolute, right? For some, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, I have no idea that your mother just passed away. Oh my God. Or I had no idea that you had herpes and you didn't want to tell me. Right. Uh, or you <laughs> had terminal cancer and you didn't, you know, you didn't know how to tell me or, you know, I'm just. Sure. <laughs> right. How can you go from herpes to cancer? <laughs> terminal cancer. That's right. the joke. Wait. Wait. Oh my God. <laughs> Way to bring it down, Candace. I was going to say a little gonorrhea, but I, and I do want to say, for the record, now that we're getting into the sexual aspect of a, or whatever, I'm telling you because of the people that we know that do the ghosting, um, clients do report often that they will have, and this is very serious, a flare-up of an STD, gonorrhea, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, herpes, mm-hmm. or, you know, um, uh, vaginal, uh, not <laughs> vaginal. Vaginal dryness. <laughs> My yes. vagina has strangely gone dry. Yes. There's a ghost in my vagina. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. god. I have the full Casper. <laughs> my vagina has gone full Casper. <laughs> oh my god, I have to I have to add that to my vagina book. Yes. Oh okay. God, but anyway, that. so yes. I mean, but it's true whether it is I was going to say venereal warts is what I was going to say, but uh vaginal dryness, yes. Or, you know, men are very depressed and their penis is, you know, impotent. I mean, there's so many different things, but I will tell you a flare up of an STD people pay attention to because if you're going radio silent, um your partner or even someone you're dating, there might be a reason, and it might be shameful or embarrassing, humiliating, that they just don't have the words. Right. And then when they come back, and then you're so angry, you know, you have a choice to either stay, you know, hold on to that anger or go, you know, let me stay open to at least one cup of coffee with this guy who's really loving and caring, you know. And, and hear them out. Yeah. But it, wait a second. You're saying that they had something, and they gave it to you, and they ghosted you. I didn't even say they gave it to you. No. Oh, oh. no. Uh-uh. Oh, but you're saying that you're... Oh. I think she's saying that, and correct me if I'm wrong... That, oh, I will. That no, if, 
Okay, so she... I've ghosted you, mm-hmm. and you don't know why, but maybe it's because you I've, had a flare up. I've had a flare-up, and I'm embarrassed about it, oh, and so yes. we can't oh, go out again because I might get it to yes. you, and I don't want to have that embarrassing oh. conversation. Or, yes. I did okay. give it to you. Or I did, yeah. And oh, you were sharing you got herpes, and now I got to go. <laughs> you know? Or, well, Not and there's okay. something, too, or maybe somebody opens up to you and says, yeah. you know, hey, listen, Aww. I'm, you know, I've got HPV, and the other yeah. person is like, I don't know what that is like, and I gotta get the hell out of here. Yeah. Or maybe they're telling you that it's okay, but then you never hear from them again. Uh-huh. Or craps. Right. <laughs> let's let's shout out for the 70s Although, and 80s. really, hopefully, if you've got any of these things, you're having these conversations before you are getting into bed with somebody. And hopefully, if you're itchy, you know, and right. then they leave. Tend to that. <laughs> there were Combs for that. He's a tent to that, to that itch. <laughs> the other thing is, I would advise somebody to be cautious. It's okay, maybe, to give somebody one more chance, but if this is something that they repeatedly do, again, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Or how often do people they sleep together and then they ghost? Right. Well, yeah. that's that happens a lot, and a lot, a lot of times in one night stands, right, or in mm. just casual flings, or maybe you're finding out that you're just the booty call. You are right. the in between person, and so I would just really encourage somebody to only accept sincere apologies. And how how to tell something sincere is not always easy, but you know, again, what what are they doing to show you that they're actually contritious? Contritious. <laughs> that sounds a little naughty. <laughs> oh, I put the cunt in contritious. No, wait a minute. Oh. That doesn't really work. Oh, oh no. Candace does not like you that said word. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. um, so it's see you next Tuesday, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so, but for a sex therapist, they can't say the word. Well, I have it. no problem with. I, I think that words only have the power we give them, and I actually <laughs> love that word because it is the only really strong one we have left. And at the same time, I think I've got a beautiful cunt. Uh, so. <laughs> Go, Jenny. Off of Go that Jenny. subject, I would also Go recommend Jenny. anybody who wants <laughs> to know, especially... <laughs> to write in, to call in. <laughs> to call in. Anybody else with a beautiful... <laughs> no. See you next Tuesday. Uh, <sighs> I... This could be useful. <laughs> I really want to recommend to... Anybody who's listening, especially parents or people who work with younger people, the book Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari. And he is a stand-up comic. He's put together this book with a social scientist, and they did a bunch of research on dating today and how technology Mm. affects dating and romance and finding a partner internationally, not just here, and how it compares over the years. And... They do talk a little bit about this, the breaking up, but also all the different complications that come from using social media and applications and technology in relationships. So I could not recommend that book more. And it's amusing and it's easy to read. But it it does put things in perspective because I understand what you were saying earlier, Candice, sort of about like people just not calling anymore or people breaking up via text. But this book talks about how 
how people prefer to be broken up with over text than by phone. Now, the younger people, the, the younger people, yeah, the younger, yeah. The younger people, uh, yeah. and that is surprising and weird to me. Yeah. But and mm-hmm. there's a whole thing about phone calling and how people just don't talk on the phone anymore, yeah. and and girls who wouldn't go out with a man or a guy if he called them. You yeah. Know? Well, then wow. we go back to the intimacy factor again <clears throat> because I feel like that it that it's so intimate to you know voice to voice and and then the you know the people who text for so long before they go on a date you need to feel comfortable what if you connect for just texting for like three months and then they ghost you right and that happens too before people people even meet but the other thing is is if you're just texting with somebody or emailing with them before you even go out and you do that for months before you actually meet in person. Catfish. Yeah. Yeah, right. It could be, you could be getting catfish, but it, yeah. it also, you are, you are projecting more into that because we all know into, it's hard to read tone and, and, mm-hmm. and ultimate meaning in text and emails. And so you can decide for yourself what that means. But if you're actually sitting across from somebody and you hear their tone of voice and you hear what they're really laughing at and what they're not, or you see the look on their face when they say that thing, uh, it means something far more significant than any text or email could ever tell you, mm-hmm. right? So the sooner you get together with somebody face-to-face, the sooner you will uh, have that kind of information, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> that's, that's how I see it. Moving on. Uh, is there ever a good way to break up with someone? I don't want to say it's right or wrong, but I just think um, I think that there's something to be said for being honest and forthright and just saying it like it is. I mean, I I I, I think people appreciate that and being loving. I think it's yeah. important to kind of wish everybody. Okay, yeah. this isn't a perfect world, even if they have broken your heart and cheated, and you know there was a naked girl at the door when you answered the door, and you wanted to fucking kill her ass because you hurt you so bad, and then you wanted to do some not good things. Um, I would still be loving and caring, and that would not, you know, you got it, you got it. Like I said, release the anger because you don't want to hold on to that for the next relationship. I also think too the fact of like not sometimes not having that breakup it still leaves it are we broken up are we not do you get what I'm saying that yes. there's something of like in setting that intention of the clarity to, the clarity to release that person right for you to yeah. move on yep. and so there is something to be said for if somebody doesn't come forward and say we're done you know what I'm it's saying? unfinished it's, it's unlefted un- it's it, it, it's like how can you afford another relationship I guess do you know what I'm saying or vice I don't know so maybe if you feel you're being <clears throat> ghosted it would also benefit you if you feel like you're being ghosted it would benefit you to not ghost that other person but to draw that line for yourself this is over for me even if they called me back at this point or texted me like have a a line in the sand for yourself yeah shoot him a text and just say you know sounds like uh for whatever reason this isn't a good time good luck and uh yeah Goodbye. And yeah. lose my number. Yeah. Right. Because that's yeah. the thing, too, is, yeah. like, sometimes if they're calling you up in the middle of the night after long mm-hmm. radio silence, like, hey, baby, what's up? Red flag. Yeah. I mean, that, is, that is not good. And unless, mm-hmm. the, the, unless it's just a piece of something you want to slice off for and the night. And you're cold and lonely and chilly one night and you need some, no. Right. Well, right. <laughs> you need some ghosting arms. Yeah. But yeah. then you really Casper. got, yeah, then you really got to. 
just know what you're signing up for. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in and listening. And as always, you can find us online at drwendyoconnor.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R, wendyoconnor.com, and candicemckenzie.net. Mm-hmm. Or candicedelmckenzie.com, just to make it more confusing. And <laughs> we will have all of that in the show notes. You can tweet us at AskDrWendy. Or I am at at Jenny, J-E-N-N-I, J-V Wilson. And what's your Twitter, Candace? Uh, Candace D. McKenzie. So that's at Candace D. McKenzie. And you can call us at... 310-712-1230. And we wish you all the best and be as authentically yourself as you can possibly stand and also write us at dr wendy o'connor at gmail.com dr wendy o'connor at gmail.com and send us any feedback topics questions Uh, we would love to hear from you we really appreciate all the support we've gotten some amazing feedback so keep connecting with us winds of march that makes my heart a dancer a telephone that rings but who's to answer? Oh, how it goes, love you clings. These foolish things remind me of you. You've been listening to The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny, a casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Jenny J.B. Wilson see clients in private practice in Los Angeles, California, and can be found online at www.doctorwendyoconnor.com and www.jennijbwilson.com. For entertainment purposes only. Go, Jenny. Go, Jenny. Go, Jenny. Go, Jenny.